Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network. Talking AT&T, we all want to be heard. And when you're not, it's frustrating. Even if it's something as silly as the sandwich shop forgetting the extra avocado you ordered. When no one listens to you, it's frustrating. That's why it's so refreshing that AT&T is hearing you and making changes. They're giving every single customer new and existing the same deal. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Sure will. A uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to the voice. Uh, come on now, dig me, if you will. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay. Uh, I'm be honest with you. I was rushing, rushing this morning. So, but that's what it takes. Sometimes, sometimes you have to put forth a different kind of effort. You know. One of the things about being successful, and I was sharing this just the other day with a young man, and uh, he asked me, he said, 
Hey, man, I just don't see how you get up that early in the morning. I just don't see how, man. It would, it would kill me to get up this early in the morning. Well, I sat there and I'm listening to it because it's just a thousand times I've heard it, you know. And my life is, you know, not too different from a lot of people's lives. There's a lot of people out there that rise early. And I guess I don't know, I don't know what he wanted from me or how he wanted me to take what he said, but I just sat there, you know, just indifferent to the tones because I've heard it so many times. I don't know how you get up that early anymore. I don't know how you do all them jobs. And I just sit there, man, because I, I mean, first of all, I'm grateful to be able to have a job. I'm so grateful to be able to do one and several that I happen to enjoy doing. I mean, you know, it's work and it's difficult at times, but it's, I mean, you know, I, I, I wanted this. You know, you, you got it. You know, you can't ask God for nothing. Then he give it to you. Then be mad that you got it. It don't make no sense. You, know? you ask him for something, he give it to you. The problem with asking God for stuff is you, a lot of times we ask him for stuff. We don't really know what all it encompasses, what all it really is. And I asked for this. Now, along the way, I've gotten far more than I asked for. I want you to do understand that. And, um, you know, that's. That's his grace at work in my life. But I get up early and I go to work because I do understand something. That it is not walking up to you. Nobody walks up to people normally and just hand them checks all the time. And enough checks to sustain your life. And not only sustain it, but to have a life that where you can enjoy and do some of the things you want to do. That's I don't know the person that walks out, hands out that money just to be doing it. And then... With a lifestyle, though, where you can, you know, give your kids a Christmas, you know, take your family on vacation, uh, you know, a year, once a year. I don't know nobody passing out that kind of money. So I get up early in the morning and I get at it. I was taught to get up early in the morning by my father. Because my father says, ain't nothing going to come to you while you lay in there. And you know what? I it, It's just true, man. It's just a little common sense, little. Old people smart, man. They've been around a long time. You don't get, you know, some old fools out there, but you know, you don't have to deal with them. But old people are pretty smart, man. They've learned a lot along the way. And waking up early and getting at it is one of them things. And I ask everybody, man, to think about this scenario of your life. I just want you to just, I want to show you some numbers. If a day has 24 hours in it, and let's just say you choose to sleep eight of those hours because... They tell you you need eight hours sleep. So you sleep eight hours. That's a third of your life asleep already. Just a third of your life is spent asleep if you're going to do eight hours a day. You understand that? A third of your life is spent asleep. Now, let's say you have a job that you work eight hours. And it's not the job of your dreams. It's not your dream career, your dream profession. It's just the one you took, like all of us, to get it started. And then, like all of us, some of us end up having to stay there because we've created these bills and we can't because we check the check so we can't leave it because we'll lose what what we've worked for. So let's just say you got a job that you go to work to for eight hours. That's another third of your life. That's two-thirds of your life spent doing something. Mm -mm. How do I put this to you? All right, right, Steve, just leave it there. That's two-thirds of your life. Feel how you want to feel about your two-thirds. Well, I like sleep. Okay, cool. There's a scripture about that, too. But now you spend two-thirds of your life, one on a job you don't care for if you're not happy there, 
or one that just pays the bills and it's not your dream job or career. Another third of your life is sleep. Oh, now let's hold on. Let's talk about the one hour of preparation that it may take to get to the job. Let's just say you wake up, you know, brush your teeth, shower, have a little breakfast, get dressed. Let's just say that's an hour. So now we're talking 16 hours, eight hours sleep, eight hours on your job. That's 16 hours. You got uh, ready time, one hour. That's 17 hours. Let's say your drive time, let's say getting to your job for the average person is anywhere between 30 to an hour. That's an average of what it takes the average person. Now, some people out there hustling way harder than that. But let's just say your average is an hour getting to work. You add another hour to that going to work. You've now spent 18 hours out of the 24 doing something that's either non-productive, you're not happy with, you're not pleased about, is not your dream job, is not your dream profession, and the rest of the time you sleep. 18 hours. That's going to work. Now, you got to come from the job. So let's just say it's another hour to get back home. That's 19 hours. 19 hours out of a 24-hour day. A third of it you've been asleep. A third of it you've been on the job that you're not happy with. You took an hour to get ready to go to the job that you're not happy with, that you just spent a third of your life sleeping to get ready for. You spent an hour getting there, and you spent an hour getting back. That's 19 hours out of 24 hours. You now have five hours left in your day. Oh, you watch TV two times? Two hours a day? Okay, excuse me. Let's put now you put two hours of TV on there. You've just spent 21. You now have three hours in the day to do something super productive for the development of yourself and the future of your family and your future as a person and what you can provide for your family. Uh Uh-oh. I need to chill. I need to smoke one. Uh Uh-oh. I needed some time at Happy Hour. Seem like all I do is drive to work and go to work. I'm going to go out with the fellas, drink one. Okay, let's say you spend two hours at Happy Hour. Nobody go to a Happy Hour just for an hour. Let's say you spend two hours at Happy Hour or smoking or some video games. Let's throw that in there. Two hours of smoking, chilling, reading the paper, video games. That's 23 hours of your day gone. Don't you see how your day slips away from you? So why would you get up early? You get up early to get a jump. You get up early to produce, to plan, to become productive. You get up early in the morning to care about every single minute of your day. You wake up early in the morning because you have a plan, a mission. You have something you want to accomplish. So you wake up early, and you go, as the earlier you get up, the more time you have just for you to devote to your plan. You map it out. You make some send some emails. You you do some Google searches. Whatever it is you need to do to get your dream underway. Then you go get ready. Then you get in your car and go to work. Then you go to your job. But on your job, instead of sitting at your lunch break messing around with a bunch of people laughing and talking about nothing, playing dominoes, why don't you take that hour to do some more research, to do some more Googling, to send out some more emails? to put some feelers out there to see what can get you in the place that you want to be. Then when you get off, instead of driving straight home, why don't you go somewhere in a meeting, you know, take in a session with some people in a positive mental state, some people that's doing, you know, self-help groups or group of people that get together and network for business. Why don't you take that two hours and devote that to that business idea you got? 
no human being has more than 24 hours a day, including myself. But if you care about every single minute of that day, you'll be amazed at how much you could get accomplished in a 24-hour day. But you can't get none of that happening because you sleep. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all around the world, you are listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show, which happens to be the greatest music-driven adult contemporary bar none radio show, including yours, in the world. Let me say it. Can I say it? Can what I say we got, it? Jay? Can I say it? Say it. Can I say it? Say it. Can I say it? Can I say And today's show is dedicated to the relentless, wholehearted rescue worker. Yes. Amen. Man. All yes. the rescue Amen. workers Amen. out there uh-huh. that puts it on the line to save people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a tough time out here now, man. People, yes, Houston's trying to recover. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, I mean, Florida's under the threat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be it's still tough, man. We got to keep keep our hearts open to people that are in need. That's you know? right, Steve. So that's what we want to do. We want to dedicate this show to the rescue workers out there. Let y'all know we're thinking about y'all. We got you in your prayers. Or we're making donations. We're, we're helping the Red Cross uh, spread the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing our share over here, what we can. Uh, for those of you who can do any little bit helps. And just remember, you know what I mean? You know, we got to care. You know, it could be us. It could That's very right. easily be us. That's right. See, catastrophe is not just in the form of a hurricane. It could come any kind of way. Yeah. So you have to remember when catastrophe strikes people's lives, just because you're not having a hurricane, well, what would they do for me? We don't have hurricanes up here. But something happens. Just catastrophe is catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And trust and believe, we're all going to have them in our lifetime. So do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's, That's a, a golden one. rule. Yeah. That's right. Just do that, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, don't flip it like I've done in my life on several occasions. What? What do you mean? I've actually flipped that scripture. My mama had to backhand me. What were you doing? She asked me why I was fighting up at the school. Uh-huh. I told her I was fighting. She said, I I have told you, boy, uh-huh. to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, you don't want nobody fighting you, so don't fight them. I said, but mama, he was fighting me. He hit me. <laughs> so he must have wanted me to hit him back. <laughs> if you saying do unto others, you would have had him doing it. He must have wanted oh. me. Yeah. I had that logic. Fuck! Yes. Because yeah. you knew that's not what that meant. You don't, you don't use the Lord's scriptures to do your sins. <laughs> mm. Come on, Mrs. Sin. Harvey. That's right. <laughs> and back then, they could slap the taste out of your mouth. I'm talking about all nothing. the way. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. My mom's still doing it today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well at least you, you learned slapped. your lesson. I ain't really been slapped. When's the time you been slapped? All right, well, listen, uh, we're going to go to a commercial break. Coming well, up next. Just ignore him, Shirley. Coming up yeah, next exactly. at 32 after. <laughs> I, I was have, actually thinking. When the last time I, I was, was I have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have work to do. Uh, 
We have a lot to cover in the news, including the latest on Hurricane Irma, of course. Uh, we'll be back at 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we have a lot to cover in today's news, as I mentioned earlier, including the latest on Hurricane Irma. Uh, we will never forget today what today is. It is the 16th anniversary of 9-11. Uh, but first, it, it's been a, ma- a, a nervous weekend for Florida. Yeah. Very yeah, nervous, Shirley, you're absolutely yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. And we're on in Florida in a lot of markets. And Carla's our uh, PD keeps track of everything. So we're on uh, in quite a few markets down in Florida, Carla. Yes, we are. We're on in Tampa, Steve the Bead in Tampa. Uh, we are on in West Palm Beach for Myers. Uh, we have a lot of listeners in Florida, and this is a monster storm that hit the coast on uh, Saturday night and uh, hit the Keys, mm. and we saw the destruction that happened in the Caribbean. I mean, my God, did you yeah. see what happened yeah. to the Virgin Islands? Ooh. And uh, it's just it's devastating. Yeah. It, just, it is so devastating. Yeah. This coming right off of Hurricane Harvey and, just, you know, weeks later, and we can't believe that yeah. the country is dealing with this again. And, and a lot listen of to this, folks. I was watching uh-huh, the Weather ahead. Channel just uh, Couple a little of days while ago. ago. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was, on yesterday, what they predicted was happening, a lot of the shore water was pulled off of the Tampa area. The shoreline dropped three and a half feet, which is what they were, was the worst case scenario they were hoping for, because that water's got to come back now. Mm-hmm. And because of the swirl of Hurricane Irma, it pulled the water back, and it's got folks in a, in a, in a flash flood watch from 2 p.m. on Sunday all the way through, and it's just been tough, man, down there, man. So, you know, and then the after effects, the lingering after effects is what you have to watch out for that too. Rain, yeah, but you, and the flooding. But you gotta be smart, folks. You can't yeah. take unnecessary chances just because of some items and some property. Nobody wants to lose their home. Nobody we, wants to lose yeah. all the things they worked for. We get it, mm-hmm. but we can get another couch, another car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. as hard as it is, you can get another home. But you can't get another life now. No. Okay. And I think, too, Steve, it's tough when you're in a hurricane. You know, people don't want to leave their homes, like you said. They don't want to go to the shelters. And they don't feel safe in shelters. It's not some of the shelters. They don't, you know, they don't want their kids around, people they don't know. So they think that they can take the weather into their own hands and kind of ride it out. But the thing about a shelter, it's not a resort. It's just Absolutely a place for not. you to go to save your life. Mm-hmm. That's right. that's all right. it's there right. for. Right. Right. Once that storm passes and once those city leaders and community leaders tell you that you are safe in your area, you can go back home, that's all it is. It's a temporary place, and that's, that's something that people I, need to I, remember. I think, I think Carla, and, and, that's the smartest way I've had it put. Yeah. A shelter's yeah. not a resort. That's right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not. And they're it's just a place people. of safe haven. You're right. They're telling people just to pack enough for three days. For three days, pack your toiletries, pack some bedding, and, you know, get in there. Yeah, medication if you need that and and stuff like that. They're giving you a place to sleep. A lot of people are bringing their pets in. I mean, we've heard um, of shelters, you know, where you can bring your dogs, you can bring your cats. Some people have birds. You know, things that are close to you that you want to keep with you and keep safe. Part of your family. Yeah, that's what you bring to the shelters. Nothing else. You know, because and thousands upon thousands of people 
are at a lot of these shelters. Mm -hmm. Over 72,000 in in the state of Florida Mm -hmm. people are in the shelters, which means the good news is that a lot of the people listened to what the city leaders were telling them to evacuate. Yeah. So that is the good news. I mean, it's a lot of people in the shelters, but that's a lot of lives that are being saved by not ignoring what these city officials are telling you. Because, like you said, the show is dedicated to the first responders, but they can't get to you. So yeah. you can't ask them to put their lives in, 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 in harm's way when you didn't follow the mandatory evacuation request. Right, and their so, work, their work doesn't even begin until, like, you afterwards. know, afterwards. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're they're prepared to, to help afterwards, to come in and, and rescue people and get the roads back up and all the trees that may have fallen on the road so people can drive through. That's what they're, you know, that's their responsibility immediately after Irma passes. So, yeah. wow. The, the rebuilding yeah, and, and the recovery. Absolutely. And so, like you said, Steve, when we started the show, this is a tough time for this country, you know, and, and, and for some of our neighboring countries in the Caribbean. We have to help them mm-hmm. rebuild and we have to help each other. So it, it's a tough time. But, you know, we can do it. We can rebuild. We yeah. can recover. We got this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, look, um, it, it is just a tough time. Uh the uh, I was watching uh, yesterday how the uh, Houston uh, uh, football team was getting ready to play. You know, to, mm-hmm. they to wanted Texas. to win one for the city. You yeah. know, they talked yeah. about that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of them just trying to come together. Everything that the Houston uh, Texans were doing, the Astros were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rockets were doing. They're all down there trying to do something to and, make and a contribution. And also, too, though, Steve, when you said the Texans, they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in Jacksonville, those players oh, yeah. are staying in Houston because of Irma. Right. They had to right. stay. You're right. I saw that. They came down early, uh-huh. actually. Wow. And that's crazy, though. But you're staying in Houston, but Houston just got here. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's really bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is really something. These last... Couple of but weeks. let me tell you this, though. Can I tell you this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are alive today, you have a yes, lot sir. to be grateful for. Oh, yeah. Come on, boy. And you got to look at that. And I know we got a lot of gloom going on right now in the news, but if you living, if you mm-hmm. survived it and you still here, your loved one's still here, you got a lot to be grateful for, man. You know, that's and Absolutely. that's the upside of it. Absolutely. And don't ever lose the upside because it's important, man. Sometimes we get so caught up into what's wrong that we forget to be grateful for what's okay. And if you lose sight of what's okay, you, you sometimes you can miss the blessing. You're right. True. You're absolutely right. I saw this lady standing outside of the shelter yesterday, and she was saying that at least we're alive and we have some That's place it. to go. Um, so as we mentioned, today is the 16th anniversary of 9-11. We will never forget, and we will be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we will update you on our national news, of course, the latest on Hurricane Irma. But uh, you know what, Steve? Laughter heals the soul. It's time for some laughter. You know, today is Monday. That means it's time for Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam with today's church complaints. Mm-hmm. It's time to laugh. Mm-hmm. Already. Oh. <clears throat> ma, oh my lord, oh my lord, mm-hmm. 
man, man, man. We is here today mm. on this Monday. With all that is going on in the world today. Yes. These ungrateful <laughs> members of mine yeah. have still managed to find something to <laughs> complain about. Yeah. Lord, what in the hell is wrong now, Deacon? I know. Uh, Pastor, we are uh, going through a situation where we have, uh, seems like our celebrity uh, church members are complaining with different issues today. So I, uh, huh? let me start with Brother Samuel Jackson's, uh He saw two roaches in the church doing Bible study and screamed out, who put these blankety-blank roaches in this blankety-blank church? In church? You're going to have to control him, Pastor. You're going to have to talk to Samuel. Well, uh, you talking about Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, (laughs) that's him. Well, uh, due to the amount of tithes that Brother Jackson paid. All right. Uh, I, too, was wondering <laughs> who put these blankety-blank roaches <laughs> in this blankety-blank church and set them over there next to Blank and Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> because if we right. run him out of here, we're going to have to close the doors on this raggedy joint we got. I understand, Pastor. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. From- we knew that Brother Jackson uh-huh. was a cusser. Yes, he is a cusser. Oh, uh, yes. So we, we was all right with that. We've <laughs> actually been, we've introduced Brother Sam to our church basketball team. Oh, okay. Because they've been playing teams outside the church league. And they need to know some cuss words <laughs> if they're going to be playing <laughs> auto companies, postal workers. Uh-huh. <laughs> People down at UPS and Fed, you're going to have to learn this. So want to thank uh, Brother uh, Jackson. Say okay. All right. All mm-hmm. right. Now here, uh, another celebrity. Uh, Tiger Woods is asking that uh, why don't we have any white women in the church? He says <laughs> we are being stereotypical and could stop uh, this and get some white women in the congregation. Now you're going to, I don't know what to do about this, Pastor. We, uh, yeah, let's hear it. Well, <laughs> politically correct. Let's hear this. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Fixed it. What you got, Pastor? We, we, <laughs> we, we, we have an open door policy here. Uh-huh. We do. At the yes, jackpot joint of Jerusalem. We do. Uh-huh. Uh, I, uh-huh. we, <laughs> you, Oh, they. What are you saying? Oh, Take your time. She. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, white. Is, oh, no. No. I like white people. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, God often, created everyone. I've often wanted one to come sit with us, but mm-hmm. I think it's the location of our building. That is, that's probably right. That is slowing it down. We on the corner of hell now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish you would. 
<laughs> we on the corner of Hell No and Wish You Would Avenue. <laughs> right there ain't a lot of white folk comfortable coming uh-uh. down here. Uh-uh. Not that we trying to move out on Primrose Avenue, but we ain't the building fund ain't got up that high. All right, we gonna nice. tell Brother Woods we don't have no white girls here yet. Mm-hmm. But we working. But out. it is quite a few that I want mm-hmm. to become members. All right. Now speaking of location, yeah, Pastor. Right. Uh, I don't know if you realize or not, but uh, Magic Johnson has put a Starbucks on one side of the church and a Fat Burgers on the other. <laughs> there are rumors that he is trying to move us out of here. The congregation wants uh, you to assure us that that won't happen. But Magic Johnson looks like he going to buy the church property and get us out of here. Oh. Can you assure the congregation that we are all right? No, I can't. <laughs> Oh, uh, if Magic come in here with enough money, he can add his racket ass bill. I didn't even know he was a member here. <laughs> now, he's not. Magic ain't no. been here one day. Number one reason Magic don't come here, because all our doughways, doughways ain't tall enough. We only got six two doughways. Oh, he can't fit. Isn't no, he don't even come in here, because he he's, you know, he's bending down. So we've been trying to increase the, the archway on the doughs. They six four, mm-hmm. but he's six nine. Mm. That's right. So he came one time, but he busted his nose and he had to turn around and go Aww. back home. So what we going to do is we going to let, uh, I'm uh, hoping that fat burger <laughs> do buy the church. Oh, yeah. And by the way, have you been over there and had yourself a fat burger? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh. We have a situation, Pastor. Uh, the uh, the Wayans and the Winans, please uh, talk to them. They cannot come to service at the same time. It is actually too many of them. The Wayans and the Winans. You are uh, absolutely correct. The last time again. they came, we had 1,600 people in here, and we can only hold 500. So you're going to have to talk to one member from each family. We're not going to well, be Well, I'm not to- going to do that, Deacon, because once again, we are looking at the the amount of revenue that comes in <laughs> off the way. <laughs> Keenan, Dana, Marlon, Sean, the girl, Kim, yeah. they mama, Neil, they just got money. All the Damon kids in the show business, uh-huh. they DJing, they doing everything. We're going to let them come on in here. Now the, now the whinings, uh-huh. is, they don't give that much when they come. <laughs> Because they all have churches of their own. <laughs> Marvin, BB. Yeah, all them, see, all the wine has been in church their whole life. They, they daddy, all that. So they don't give that much when they come. <laughs> they, all their money go to their church. They got beautiful churches over there. Plus, uh, CC and BB is over there cutting albums. All their money is studio. <laughs> Huh? Ain't no solution. I'm through. Well, I'm waiting on him. Waiting on the deacon. Yeah. Well, I'm, okay. I'm here, Pastor. Okay, last but not least, Pastor, would you please uh, tell Tyler Perry that Medea is not allowed in the in the choir. Uh, last week she smoked a cigarette doing the song God is Trying to Tell You Something and put it out on a hymn book. You're going to have to uh, t- uh, talk to either Tyler or Medea, one of the two. I have told you again, and this is the third time today. The level of money that Tyler Perry brings with him allows Medea to smoke, go. 
Put it out on the hymn book. We gotta go. Wipe her mouth with her robe. Do her lipstick with somebody else's mirror. And then came up in there and sat right next to me in the pulpit because she didn't have enough leg room in the choir. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, this Hurricane Irma roared into Florida. The wind, the rain, tornadoes. We are praying, praying, praying for our listeners in West Palm Beach, in Tampa, in Fort Myers, Jacksonville, and all the surrounding areas. Uh, Massive power outages, storm surges. More than 72,000 people evacuated to shelters. And don't forget, today is September 11th. America will never forget the nearly 3,000 people who who lost their lives in the 9-11 attacks. We continue to pray for the victims' families. So, Steve, um, we have a lot of news to get to this morning. Miss Ann is here. Yeah, so let's just get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody. And, uh, yes, we do have a lot to get to. Uh, first of all, let me tell you where what's going on right now. Hurricane uh, Irma is moving north up Florida's Gulf Coast, but it's now barely holding on to hurricane status because it's uh, been downgraded to a Category 1 storm. Category 1 storm, and Irma's about 60 miles north of Tampa right now. And by the end of the day, it just might even just be a tropical depression. doesn't mean that it's not dangerous. It doesn't mean that people don't need to watch out, but it has been downgraded severely. Uh, We have uh, 17,000 people still in shelters down there. More than 4 million people uh, are without power. There have been 32 reported deaths, five in Florida so far, 27 in the Caribbean. And the ones that deaths in Florida, there may be more deaths and when they start recovering and getting back into the neighborhoods. But again, 32 deaths so far reported from Hurricane Irma. Five in Florida so far, 27 in the Caribbean. Again, she's now a Category 1. Uh, she's moving basically generally moving north-northwest. And uh, meanwhile, there has been some looting. There was some looting uh, in uh, northeast of Tampa. About nine people were arrested for looting, but that was just the only case of that, they say. President Trump has approved a major disaster declaration for that area only hours after Governor Rick Scott made the request over the weekend. And the president's action makes federal aid available for victims in the nine counties already hit by the storm. The aid is going to include include things like temporary housing and low-cost rebuilding loans. And the president is full of praise, by the way, for the disaster workers responsible. The uh, Coast Guard has been amazing already. You've been hearing what they're doing right in the middle of the storm. Uh, FEMA has been incredible. We're working very well with the governor and the other governors in surrounding states. With an estimated 4 million people, as I said, without lights right now, a lot of help is going to be needed to get folks back online. Governor Rick Scott says there's a federal disaster relief on the way, courtesy of the president's federal disaster declaration, of course. But he also feels that help is also on the way and has come in from other places. Uh, In fact, first responders are either down there but we'll just hear from the governor now. You've got FEMA officials here. That's true for every every federal agency. People are working hard. Um, There's a lot of unknowns, um, and that's what you worry about. Uh, One thing you feel good about is people want to help. And I've had calls from outside the country and all over this country. People want to come in and help, and I, and I believe they will. In fact, first responders are either down the line now, as I said, or on their way from all over the country. That includes people from utility companies. Uh, some 150 employees of New Jersey's PSE&G left yesterday to do whatever needs doing in the pretty much hammered sunshine state. Meanwhile, Texans are still struggling to get back to normal in the wake of Hurricane Harvey. A number of residents there still waiting to get back into their homes after two weeks. 
Arizona Senator John McCain scheduled for an MRI today. The prominent Republican lawmaker and war hero battling what is said to be an aggressive and deadly form of brain cancer. It's the same kind that killed the late Democratic Senator Teddy Kennedy. However, yesterday on ABC Stay the Union, Senator McCain said that so far anyway, all signs are good and he's feeling good. At the weekend box office, it was all about it. That's right, it. Made from a Stephen King novel, handily topping the box office by bringing in a record-breaking $117 million. Now that means that is the biggest fall movie opening ever. It, $117 million. Everything else really, really a distant second. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's latest comes in at $9 million. Samuel Jackson's latest hitman bodyguard, he's still in there, but uh, he came in third this weekend. Today, meanwhile, does mark the 16th anniversary of 9-11. This is Ann Tripp. Today marks the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Love, compassion, sacrifice forever in the heart of our nation to reaffirm the true spirit of 9-11. My name is Joe Daniels and I'm president of the National 9-11 Memorial and Museum. The visitor experience at the museum is one that helps recall the memories of that day, both the tragedy that people faced as well as how people came together to help one another and we use artifacts and first-person accounts and it's and when you go back up to the memorial after going through the very emotional museum and you see the 2,983 names it gives a, a special meaning to it. Most people lost their lives and they should be honored. I do like that aspect of it. My wife went to the museum I have not yet um, but I plan to because I think it is something that we need to remember as part of American history. You know with ISIS resurgence we definitely need to be wary every time i see somebody get on the train they'll put a bag on the train so i'm always watching you know, some people have a problem with the commercialism of it you know i was there in 93 when it happened and then then i'm thinking i said man these guys waited that long and they came back again if they waited that long i think they're waiting again my feelings are still raw you'll never forget i have not had the heart to go down i have taken the virtual tour but i've not been able to actually go in person. People were helping people walk. Women were barefoot. There was ash and soot and blood. I think we have to remember there has to be that same kind of annual celebration so that we never forget. As we see the threat of terrorism by ISIS, the police killings of Michael Brown and Eric Garner, understand that history is not going to change things. We must change history. Remembering 9-11, this is Ann Tripp. And of course, again, once more, Hurricane Irma now moving north of Florida's Gulf Coast. It's uh, barely holding on, though, to hurricane status. It's now been downgraded to a Category 1 storm. Irma about 60 miles north of Tampa right now. She may be downgraded to a tropical depression by the end of the day. So far, 32 deaths, 5 in Florida, 27 in the Caribbean. We'll be back 20 minutes after. This is Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, introduce Jay. So Jay can introduce the butterfly. Oh, God. This is just getting to be too much. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Anthony Brown. You better get ready. Eugene is coming on. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Good morning, everyone. Stephen, Tommy, Shirley, Carla Jr., J. Anthony Brown. Good morning to everyone. It is a pleasure to be here on this good Monday. This is 9 11, and we're going to make it a good day. So, good morning to everyone. Hey, flutter, flutter, butterfly. Flap on, flap on. What's up, man? What up, what up, what up? 
Hey, Carla. So listen. Today is just very simple. It's hug a coworker today or hug a friend today. It's all about hugging. Oh. I think hugging is going to make us, you know, just a better, better country, better people, better friendship. So all of us, hug your we're going to start this hugging day off, <laughs> hugging each other. And I want to hug each and every one of you individually. Okay? Well, you so, can skip me. No, we got hugged because, today. No, let me explain. Yeah, we're not hugging. No, you're gonna, no, you're gonna two hug things. me. Well, today. let me explain something. You said, first of all, you should hug a friend. We're yes. not friends. And you okay. said you should hug a co-worker. Yes. And we're not co-workers. So I don't have to hug you. Go ahead and start hugging. I'm got, okay, I'm going to hug Shirley and Carla first. These okay. are the girls. They're so beautiful. That's out. Come here, Carla. Nice, you do. Uh, yeah, group uh, hug. Get over here, girl. Hug. Small group hug. Yeah, that was yeah. Now, sweet. Yeah. My ride or die. Come here, Junior. What? <laughs> you can't hug me. I can't be touched. I'm in a crisis. You didn't know it was you. <laughs> You're not in I'm a in crisis. a crisis right now. Come here. Don't touch me. Stop. Don't do that. Stop. Don't do that. him, Junior. Stop. Not hugging him. Hug and him let me now. say this. And let me say this. I don't like church hugs. I want you to get, I want my, I'm going to put my hand in the spine of your back. We're going to hug, right. hug. Oh, you mean, like oh, church hugs where you just hug it like around the neck. Yeah, and it'd be, yeah. it be separated yeah. in between. I think, I think a real hug is body to body, you know. See, just, see you like too much. Hold on, I ain't got to you yet. Don't, Wait I'm your turn, right Steve. Now. Wait your turn. I'm telling you right now. You're getting Did out you of hugging order. Hold on. So. <laughs> Now, Junior, don't go, Jay. Why you don't fight, Jay? Why are you fighting? Hug. I don't care what it is. Okay, Jay Anthony Brown. (laughs) All right, there you go. There we go. See there. See there. That was was a good hug. It was quick, but it was good. It was a good hug. Can't tell how many times I heard that, but go ahead on (laughs) (laughs) and pay good money for it. (laughs) Okay, this is it. This is the true moment. Come on, Steve. We got hug. Get on. Stay. Back up now. Stay. Stay. Oh my God! Why you? You're so aggressive. Let's be live all over the world. Let's be live. Yeah. Except for here, my my boss won't. All right, we we gotta go. Coming up next, uh, the stars were in Houston this past weekend. They were giving back. We'll talk about it at 34 after the hour. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you and your wife Marjorie, of course, donated to Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Well, Beyonce, Janet Jackson, Kevin Hart, and Chris Paul were all in Houston this past weekend. Beyonce delivered an emotional speech to Hurricane Harvey evacuees Friday at her home church in Houston, St. John's Church. Um, This today is a celebration of survival, Beyonce said. Um, You all are my family. Houston is my home. I thank God that you all are safe, that your children are safe. The things that really matter are your health and your children and your family and your life. Also on Friday, Janet Jackson arrived in Houston to visit with Hurricane Harvey evacuees at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Uh, Jackson dedicated her concert at the Toyota Center on Saturday to the victims of Harvey, and she'll donate a portion of the proceeds to local flood relief efforts. Jackson's post uh, baby body is uh, looking really good. Uh, (laughs) She she was up there slaying, right? Uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Houston Rockets point guard Chris Paul teamed up with Red Cross 
and also took to the streets of Houston and delivered food. They delivered water and other supplies, which is great. So thank everyone uh, who participated and who has helped out so far. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, giving is so important. It, it really, really is giving back. So, Steve, I just wanted to ask you, I mentioned you and Marjorie at the top of this piece. It, it's important to you because why? When it first started happening, the name Harvey was kind of, you know, crazy. So, you yeah. know, we started getting all that, you know, people. The memes. Jokes and memes and everything. Yeah. And then and the hurricane ain't nothing to play with, you know. Right. You want to make a meme and it, it ain't nothing else we can laugh about in this world today. We're, we're on, somebody's going to suffer some destruction. It could be loss of life. Now, we out here, we got funny stuff to say about it. But, you know, uh, Marjorie sat down and just said, here's what she wanted to do. And so she did it. You know, Kevin had posted the challenge, but my wife had already made a decision about what we were going to do. And so we just quietly did what we were going to do. You know, we didn't Mm -hmm. make a deal about it or anything. And then we went and did some other things with some uh, housing opportunities for people, you know, with the Red Cross. So, you know, we put that into motion. And so it's just necessary, you know, to do what you do. Um, Marjorie's philosophy is not to stand up on top of the box and say, hey, look what I did. She doesn't like to do it that way. And I understood that. Now, listen to me. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying. I I think, you know, people publicize what they give and they want to. I think that's great because you have to draw attention to the problem. And what Kevin did was perfectly acceptable because he just wanted to draw attention to the problem. So I had no problem. Please know I'm not slamming anybody for publicly talking about what they do because I think it's great. But we just wanted to do what we did and, uh, you know, we just going about the business. It's important, though, that those of us who can help should help. That's right. Absolutely. True. That's because right. Absolutely. It's, just, it's just important, man. And, and it's not, you know, if you don't have all that money, you know, and, 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 you know, you don't have to do it. Marjorie just said she didn't need public approval. That's what she kept saying. She said, Steve, I don't need public approval. And, and that mm-hmm. was her philosophy. I honored that, you know. So, you know, we did what we did. You know, some of it leaks because, you know, uh, Red Cross has a celebrity and uh, um, what they call they do. it. They have Some a celebrity entertainment mm-hmm. division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they mm-hmm. see you bring in, a, a large donation. They they reach right back out to you. You know, they they very conscious about that. But we like everybody who's helping see. And if you're not as fortunate as others, your ten dollars, if that's your big Absolutely. gift, that's your big gift. Your five dollars, your dollar. Whatever. It's it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, now if Marjorie and I gave ten dollars, that'd be kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we have more. But those people who give five and send in two and ten, it's a beautiful thing, man. Y'all just keep giving. Just keep yes. doing your share, and, you'll be, and we'll be fine. And if you can't give, pray. Uh, we we will have the latest <laughs> update on, monster, on the Monster Storm Hurricane Irma at the top of the hour. And if you want to help, text the word IRMA to 90999 to make your donation. Or you can go to redcross.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, this storm, Hurricane Irma, has made landfall in Florida, whipping wind, rain. Irma has caused Walt Disney World to close for the sixth time in 50 years. This is just 
They've closed really? six times in 50 <laughs> years, so you know this is major. Uh, we will have the latest update with Miss Ann right about four minutes after the hour. But up next, it's the nephew's prank phone call. Nephew? You know what, y'all? I, I, I really feel like being stupid this morning. Wow, I do. <laughs> It just know, hit it, you all of a sudden. Well, huh? It just it, it just hit me uh-huh. that th- there's a time for stupidity, and, and, and it's I, right I, now. It's <laughs> right now. It's absolutely right now. Can you do my makeup? Right there. Can you do my makeup? That's the prank right there. Can you do my makeup? Hello. Hello, may I speak to uh, to Brandy, please? Yes, this is Brandy. Hi, Brandy. My name is Carl. I'm calling. I got a. Uh, uh, you came highly recommended. You actually, you're, you actually are. I'm, I'm sorry. Is it? Is it? I'm, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is it makeup artist, makeup stylist. What do you, what do you call yes. it? It's makeup artist. I'm a professional makeup artist. Okay. And you work at the. Um, you work with the makeup counter in. Correct. Okay. Listen, I got a. Uh, I got a photo shoot coming up, and I wanted to see about. Uh, Sometime this week, maybe the following week, you could actually come and and I hire you to uh, actually make me up for my photo shoot. Is, is do you do a lot of photo shoots at all? Or are you? Yes, sir. I sure do. I've been in the business for ten years, so I, I've been around several photo shoots. Okay, good deal. So, what, what's the, what, I mean, you have any time this week that I can actually just come in and we can do like a trial run or something? Yeah, um, I'll actually be here Friday for uh, about six hours. Will Friday work for you? I'm here. I start at eleven. At eleven, I mean, I could come in like maybe like around three on Friday if, if you if, can. You squeeze me in at that time. I sure can. Okay, what's what's a good? Is there a certain makeup for for men? Well, it kind of works a... out. It works out the same as for women in photo shoots. You just need some type of cream foundation, something to even out the skin tone, uh, powder you down to take away the oils, cover up any blemishes or anything like that. It's pretty much the same. Of course, you don't get the whole eyeshadow and lashes and stuff. But right, 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 make, right. You know, well, I'm not trying to get all that. But I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to look good on camera. Uh, yeah. let, let, let me ask you this. How much makeup have you done as far as um, men? You know what I mean? Yes, several. Okay. So I'm very comfortable with it. You'll be fine. Trust me. That's what I was really worried about is if you were going to be comfortable with it. Because, um, I mean, have you done, um, uh, I'm a little uh, conscientious about a few things. You know what I mean? And I, um, have, have, have you, how many butts have you done? I'm sorry? How, how many what? Like 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 butts, you know. How many how many butts have you made up? I haven't made up any butts. Like, are you like you mean like asses? Yeah, I mean, cause see, my no. I'm actually doing a nude photo shoot, and uh, you know, I got a couple scratches and you know some old scars on my butt, and I you know like like you said, um, you know, I'm a little shy about you know some of that, so I was hoping uh, you could no. actually hopefully actually make sure that those scars don't show and. You know, you say you kind of, um, you know, uh, make sure everything is, is doesn't look oily. You know what I mean? And and uh, I just need to get my okay, my. No, well, but I I I did when you, I didn't understand what you was talking about. I may not be the makeup artist. I don't. I'm not seriously. I'm not gonna do your. Okay, but I, I mean, we're just talking about makeup, though. I mean, you know, you you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm not about to put my makeup brushes that I use on people's faces on your ass. Like, to, tell your photographer to, to like. Photoshop that. Okay, like, okay. I mean, that's why I'm coming in to see you on Friday. I want you to to do everything and and make me up there in the store so I can see what it looks like. I want to see. You were going to come into my job and make me do your ass. like what are you? What planet are you? Where did you think that was going to work? You cannot come into my job. How are you going to come to my job naked? 
Seriously? Uh, I mean, well, I was going to wear a robe. I'm not going to just, you know, walk no, in there No, you are naked. not. Don't you even think about coming into my job. Who referred you? Who told you? You need to delete this number. Do not. I'm not about to get this job. Well, I just need to get my done. Okay, I'm, I don't want to go back and forth with you. What is the problem with you doing my butt and putting some makeup on it? Now, if I need to buy you some brushes, I'll buy you some brushes, and you can take some brushes. I don't want brushes. you to buy me anything. I don't want you coming into my job. I don't want you calling me ever again to do any kind of work. I'm coming in there, and I'm at, and now listen. I, I, I am I, a professional makeup artist. Clearly, you don't know what that means. So you and need if, to if you're professional, then you will take out the part that's bothering you and do the job, lady. You know what I mean? If my... Before I get real ignorant, I'm not about to finish this conversation. Do not come into my job. Do not call me to do your. Ass. That's not gonna happen. So, so, so I guess it's safe to go around and let people know that Brandy is not professional because you can't do parts Look, of the body. My reputation is good in the streets, boo. You can't go around and tell anybody that I'm not professional. Nobody ever called me to do their. Ass. Get some skincare for your. Ass. How about that? And then you won't need any makeup. I know you didn't. You're not going to sit here now and start talking about my If I told you some of my deepest secrets to let you know I want to come in there and get some makeup. Well, that's your bad for telling a stranger your deepest secrets. Okay, you know what? I'm coming up to your store anyway on Friday, all right? And I'll talk to your boss don't and let, let them know. Me, that don't, you don't let it fool you, okay? I will be, you heard me. Don't come in my job. Look, if I lose my job over your foolishness, I guarantee you will be paying all my bills. Okay, bottom line is I'm coming in there with my robe on Friday. Somebody going to do my butt. You, your manager. Sir, you're not coming. You know what? How about you come up here right now? How about I go ahead and take care of the situation right now? I'm here now. Can you come I right can now? I come up there right now with my robe. I'm okay, in my well, robe now. Well, well bring... bring Bring your butt up here right now. We'll see if your butt gets done. I'm not doing it. Okay. Well, the bottom line, who is your manager anyway? Where's she at? Is she there? I am the manager. Now what? Okay. See, that's what the damn problem is. You got your little self a little position at your job. Now you're trying to throw your weight around. If, you, if a person wants to get their butt done, okay, look, didn't you see uh, uh, Avatar? Them people have makeup all on their butt, all on their back and everything. Okay, now not you call them. You call them and ask them to do your butt. Don't call me. I'm hanging up. Do not call me anymore. They are makeup artists. What are you? Look, this conversation is over. Yeah, it's over because you know what? You know, you, let me tell you something. You, do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who you're talking to? I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to Brandy. But do Brandy know who Brandy talking to? Clearly somebody who is ignorant. Okay, well, let me tell you who I am. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend, Carmen. You are lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting off the phone. I'm getting... <laughs> Why y'all do that? Yeah, that is not cool. I hope nobody's listening. You just made me act real stupid. I got you, girl. I got you, you good. You got me good. With the butt? Yeah, for real. Get you some skin care. Get some skin care to take care of them problems. Hey, I got one more thing I got to ask you. What is the baddest? And I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Oh, the damn Steve Harvey morning show. <laughs> So y'all ain't know that, that sometimes your butt need makeup, too. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I wow. had no idea. Sometimes your butt need makeup, too, see? <laughs> if you're going to have your butt out, have it made up. You see what I'm nice. saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't go nowhere with your butt not made up. Have your butt made up. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one need butt makeup on this show. That's what y'all saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ain't no, everybody, everybody else got yeah. nice 
nice skin on their butts. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with your butt. I mean, if Ain't it is, I'm cool with it. nobody behind me yeah. passing judgment. <laughs> you want to put powder on your butt? Go right in. <laughs> What do you Knock give your butt out, out to have makeup on yeah. it, though? Really? Surely, you, if you, your butt is I out. I have thought about painting lips on mine. <laughs> on your butt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, for what? Well, you know, for that famous statement. Kiss my, uh, Kiss my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because you're going to do it, I want it in a certain place, because I don't like it towards the center. <laughs> okay. I would want mine off to the side. It'd be uncomfortable for me if you were in the center. Okay. More, like right. bottom where the crease is at. Okay. Um, so, like you said earlier, Tommy, it just I'm not, hits well, you no, no, all no, no, of let's a back up. Mm-hmm. Shirley, call it. Y'all don't yeah. need no booty makeup. Mm-mm. My no. man loves it. Flawless. <laughs> That's crazy. No, we're good. Y'all change. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna flip it back to. We'll have the latest on Hurricane Irma, and we'll have the strawberry letter coming up, too, right after the break. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Up next, we'll have the strawberry letter, but first, of course, Miss Anne has been working very hard today. Uh, it is the 16th anniversary of 9-11. We will never forget that, and now she's here with a news update on the latest on Hurricane Irma as well. Miss Anne? This is Anne Tripp with a special report on Hurricane Irma. Irma winds its way north right now. It's about 60 miles north of Tampa. And now Georgia Governor Nathan Deal is preparing. He's declared a state of emergency for all of Georgia's 159 counties. Of course, as Hurricane Irma continues its windswept and soggy march, it all comes down to the people, the residents, like Lois Hernandez of Albany, Georgia, who tells NPR that she awaits what Irma could do to her town, but she says it nevertheless is what it is. Start over, you know. Mortgage is not going to go away, so you got to try to fix it again or you, you, you find some other way around it. Meanwhile, the state government and schools as far north as Atlanta are going to be closed today and tomorrow. This is the first time that the National Weather Service has declared a tropical storm warning for Atlanta, and the governor is advising everyone in the Peach Take to, quote, shelter in place as much and as long as possible. The Georgia coast is under a mandatory evacuation order. This has been a special report on Hurricane Irma. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Thank you, Miss Ann. You know, we're just trying to keep everybody up to speed in all of the areas right. that we broadcast and let you know we're thinking about you. So y'all uh, keep your head up, man. Keep praying. OK, and be smart. Come on, Tommy. All right, big dog, buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, 50 and falling. Dear Stephen Shirley, I always hear you talking about this, 50 and fit. Well, I am 50 and falling. How can I join your club? Anyways, I am a 50-year-old Hispanic female, and I'm dating this 33-year-old African-American man, and he wants me to get breast implants. He says he needs more to grab onto. He even wants me to get a tummy tuck. Well, what I don't understand is that he wants me to do a lot of changing, but he won't marry me. Well, I went to my friends I had to secretly have behind his back, and they said that I'm way too old for him and that I need to leave him alone. But he loves me, and I love him, so I don't care about what they say. I have raised four boys into men. Even though he's 33 and I am 50, my boys, ages 28, 20, 17, and 15, like him. We are all happy. Another thing is that he won't take me out in public because he am, he is embarrassed to be seen with me. I bet you want to know why he is embarrassed to be seen with me. It is because he says that my breasts sag too much and that I am too old and wrinkly. 
He won't let me go shopping. I feel like a caged animal. He even wants me to have his children. But what he can't seem to understand is that I am 50 and there ain't no way, no way I can have any more kids than what I already got. I just want to have a man who will let me go where I want to go and a man who wants to marry me for me. I don't want to change just for someone to marry me. I just don't understand him. Also, in my culture, I am not allowed to date younger men than me, hmm. or men younger than me, and outside of my race. But I don't care. Love is love, and that's what I'm looking for. Love. Please help me. Kisses, 50 and falling. Dear 50 and falling, um, this letter is very confusing. Either this man loves you or he doesn't love you. But but I'll start right here. To get uh, to 50 and fly is what you've been at, what you were asking about. It's about what you eat and what you do. So, you know, you can absolutely do this. Just cut back on your eating, get into the gym, walk, ride your bike. You know, just get it moving if you want to, uh, uh, you know, lose some weight and get in shape at 50. You can do it. I mean, Steve has proven that for sure. Um, but any changes you make, I got to tell you this, please make them for yourself and not because this man is pressuring you. And, and really, if you want to get down to it, this man is not your man. He, he doesn't love you. Um, he won't take you out. He says your breasts sag and you're too old and wrinkly. Now, please tell me where the love is in that. And the ultimate, he won't let you go shopping. You feel like a caged animal. Um, you know, what you're looking for is love. This is not love. If he really loved you, you know, he would help you do these things or he would encourage you and support you, not uh, uh, criticize you and talk down to you and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, your friends are, are probably right. You should leave this man alone. And they see more into it than you do because they're on the outside. They see how he treats you. They see that you're not happy, even though you think you are. You know, relationships just really shouldn't be like this. They should be about love and support. And I just don't see the love in this letter at all. What you're looking for is love. It's not with this man. So I suggest you leave. Oh, well, <laughs> here I am right now. Oh, I didn't with realize it. it Do so I need to read this letter again? Yeah, you can read it. Dear Steve and Shirley, I always hear you talking about this 50 and fit. Well, I'm 50 and falling. How can I join your club? Anyways, I'm a 50-year-old Hispanic female. I'm dating this 33-year-old African-American man, and he wants me to get breast implants. Says it needs more to grab onto, and even wants me to get a tummy tuck. What I don't understand is that he wants me to do a lot of changing, but he won't marry me. Well, I went to my friends I had to secretly have behind his back, and they said, I'm way too old for him. I need to leave him alone. But he loves me, and I love him. So I don't care what they say. I raised four boys into men, and even though he's 33 and I'm 50, my boys 28, 20, 17, and 15 like him. We are all happy. Another thing is that he won't take me out in public because he's embarrassed to be seen with me. I bet you want to know why he's embarrassed to be seen with me. It's because he says that my breasts sag so much and I'm old, too old and wrinkly. He won't let me go shopping. I feel like a caged animal. He even wants me to have his children, but what he can't seem to understand is that I'm 50 and there ain't no way I can have any more kids than what I already got. I just want to have a man who will let me go where I want to go and a man who wants to marry me for me. I don't want to change just for someone to marry me. I just don't understand him. Also, in my culture, I'm not allowed to date men younger than me and outside of my race. But I don't care. Love is love. And that's what I'm looking for. Love. Please help me. <laughs> Kisses. 50 and falling. You should have changed the subject of this letter from 50 and falling to 50 and totally confused. <laughs> and now we are confused. 
Your whole letter is a letter of contradiction. Yes. In my culture, I am not allowed to date men younger than me and outside my race. Well, you ain't in your culture no more then. <laughs> I don't know what Latino you are, Hispanic female, but quit telling people you a Hispanic female because you dating somebody younger than you and out your race. Now, if that's in your culture, then you ain't in the culture no more. You are an alien. Or could you be another African-American and don't know it because you dating somebody younger than you and outside another race? So let's just get to that part right there. Are you really, as you say, Hispanic? Mm. Or I thought the term now was Latino. I'm a little confused right there. I don't know what to call you. I don't know what you're doing today. You're very confused. You're yes. either barbecuing or you just roasting a hog today. <laughs> I don't really don't know what you're doing on this blessed day. <laughs> so, I'm a bit confused, <laughs> but when I come back, I'll tell you how I feel about your Break letter it down. in just a moment. Just had to cover that ground. We'll be back with what I think is really happening. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's go with part two of your response to today's letter. The confused Latino Hispanic (laughs) woman who in her culture is not allowed to date anyone younger or out of her race. She is not only dating a man younger, she's dating an African-American man, which now makes her be inconsiderate of her culture, if that's true. Uh, You can make up a lot of stuff about your culture that we can't check on. In our culture, as black people, and in the white culture, too, you're not supposed to marry nobody younger than you and out your race. (laughs) Those rules have been out the windows for a bunch of years now. Just want to inform you that we have been mixing it up with each other for a long time now. We've been breaking the rules. Hello. So I just want you to know that, that, you know. Crushing them. Dad, how you feel about that? I don't have a problem with it, son. Right. I don't have a problem. Do, it, do what you're going to do. You. Just make sure it's real. Now, you, lady, who are 50, dating this 33-year-old man who has nothing but issues with you totally. Hmm? He don't like the way your breasts look. Mm. He don't like the way your stomach look. He ain't don't take you nowhere because you too old and too wrinkly will not be seen in public with you. You went to your friends about this Mm -hmm. that you had to have secretly behind his back because he don't allow friends. (laughs) They said (laughs) that I am way too old for him and I need to leave him alone. But he loves me and I love him, so I don't care about what they say. (laughs) Okay, right there. Hold on. Hold on. Your friends are merely repeating what he has already told to you. <laughs> you too old for him. Mm-hmm. That's what your friends say. Did not Mr. African American just tell you the same damn thing <laughs> the other day? <laughs> Didn't he just tell you that? So now, how you mad at your friend yeah. for just telling you what African then already told Confirmed you. Confirmed it. No, he's just African. I'm going to just call him African. Because he ain't got no name, so his name is African. African then told you he don't like you because you're too old, your breast sag, you need a tummy tuck. And he ain't going to marry you. Now, you in your stupid mind okay. then said, but I want to marry him. But I don't want to get a breast implant just for somebody else. 
Okay, now h- hold on. Help, help. <laughs> help me out. She doesn't want to change for someone who doesn't want to marry her. I don't see nowhere in the letter where he wants to marry you, though. <laughs> no. See, you want to marry him, and you think he done already told you he ain't marrying you because you ain't going to get no breast job and a tummy tuck. Listen, if you need to be pushed out in the top and pushed in in the middle, you got a lot of stuff going some ways that nature ain't going right now. And on top of that, you 50. And he didn't lie to you and told you he wants to have your kids. He wants you to have his kids. But you said you 50 and there ain't no way I can have any more kids than I already got. You just want a man who will let me go where you want to go and a man who wants to marry me for me. I don't want to change just for someone to marry me. Well, listen to this. Breast implants, mm-hmm. mm, 10,000. Yeah, yeah. Tummy tuck, 7,500. Whoa. <laughs> Leaving your breast alone and letting your gut hang out far as it want to, priceless. Yes. <laughs> You ain't got to sit up here and deal with this. I don't know where you finna get all this money from for all these adjustments that you obviously don't want to get. And when you get them, I would strongly suggest, when you get your new breast and your tummy tuck, Uh take that new look and get yourself a new man. Right. And he won't let you go shopping. Now, you're going to have all these clothes in there that ain't going to fit no more. Because you got bigger chest, and now your stomach gone. He won't let you go shopping. Now, you just going to be at the house walking around the kitchen cooking naked. And he won't let you go nowhere. And you still ain't did nothing about them wrinkles. <laughs> you got to tighten that up. Facelift. Oh, another 30000 Leave him. Leave him. All right, thank you, guys. We got to go. You know we do. You can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at My Girl Shirley. Uh, switching gears now, Hurricane Irma. Uh, we're playing, praying for all of the Floridians. Uh, we have a lot of affiliates uh, mm-hmm. in Florida. The storm is very serious. We want you to please stay safe if you want to donate uh, to help um, and, and make the difference, okay? You can go to redcross.org. You can go to redcross.org. You can text the word IRMA to 90999. Or if you want to donate, uh, that's the number, um, 90999. Text in the word IRMA, okay? Hurricane IRMA made its landfall in South Florida properties in the area um, that have been evacuated, thank God, and that includes Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort, uh, two other Trump properties in the area, Trump International Golf Club in Palm Beach and Trump National Golf Club in uh, Jupiter have also been closed. Some have called for the president to open his resort as a shelter, but others say the result, the uh, resort is on um, a low-lying area near the Atlantic Ocean. A spokesperson for Trump's property said in a statement that our teams at our four properties in Florida are taking all of the proper precautions and are following local and uh, Florida state advisories very closely to help ensure that everyone is safe and secure. Okay, the president said we never seen st- we have never seen storms like this, but we will recover and rebuild. So there you go. Uh, I'm glad he said that because that is the truth. You know, once this the storm is over. 
you know, then the rebuilding does get back. It, yeah. it, we do start to recover <laughs> and rebuild, you know, and that's a lot of well, times going to be Well, you know, the hard he's part. done two things right in a row. Oh, he's, with the uh, siding with the Democrats? Yeah, gave um, the money. For the funding. Uh-huh. For the funding. Keep the and government. And then he yeah. said this. So that's two things in a row. <laughs> if you're keeping count. <laughs> but don't get comfortable. No. Really. No. Not no. With Keep your eyes no. on it. Um, wow, a lot of stuff to cover. As we mentioned, it's the anniversary of 9-11. We'll talk more about that. And uh, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we are celebrating all of the superstars that are stopping ah. by Steve's brand new talk show. Cool, boy. Oh, my God. Steve knows everybody in Hollywood. Yeah, he Man, does. Do we see everybody? Do we do see, see everybody? We see everybody. We spend more time down there than we do up there. <laughs> groupies, groupies. So, so what? Groupie so, writers. Floyd <laughs> Mayweather. Hey, Mr. Mayweather, can I take a picture with you? <laughs> you said it. You said it, Junior. Floyd. Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, Steve. Oh How'd you get God. the champ? The champ is coming by? Wow. Because I went to his dressing room right after the fight. You know, I've been knowing Floyd a long time, and I'm really tight with his with his, with his his guy that runs his business, Al Heyman. Oh, okay. Who you uh, never that's, see. But that's the man right there. Yeah, you know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets some stuff done. So, right. you know, I asked him. He said, hey, man, I'll give you my word. And he ain't done nobody but us. But today, though. Today though, on Steve, Steve, Lloyd, Money Mayweather, Woo! yes sir, and and we're gonna put the whole interview online, but uh, I want you to tune in. I want you to check this out. I want you to tune in today. We're gonna play a little bit from it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got All some right. highlights uh-huh. from the mm-hmm. interview. Some highlights from the interview today. Y'all don't want to miss for Y'all got to tune in. And see what he had on. Right now, let's do it now. That's All right, yeah. Did he make it rain, though? <laughs> if he Lord, did, did he bring you some money? Back in the hallway, he did. <laughs> if he did. If he did. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, if you make it rain, I'll be out there picking up. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, Floyd is here. Let's hear what Floyd had to say. Check this out. Take a listen. One of the greatest pound-for-pound boxers of all time. He just beat Rocky Marciano's record in a stunning defeat of Conor McGregor in Las Vegas. Please welcome boxing legend Floyd Money Mayweather. Hey, man. This guy sitting here beat Rocky Marciano's record, 50 and 0. Undefeated. That's got to be an incredible feeling for you. It's another fighter. I mean, you have fighters that's won more than 50 fights. Like, um... Uh, the legend, Julio, Julio Cesar Chavez, at one particular time, I think he won like 70 straight fights. But in the 70 straight fights, you know, a lot of the guys that he fought, we don't know who he fought in those 70 fights. Yeah. But he was undefeated and he's a legend, you yeah. know, um, throughout boxing, throughout, you know, because I don't really want to down any fighter that's, that has accomplished more than I've accomplished. Right. You know, in the sport of boxing. But You know, that's the thing that's interesting about you, man, because, you know, with all the flash, the Floyd Money Mayweather, this dude right here is is really, really smart guy, man. You, you all don't know. And he does some classy stuff. I was at the fight, by the way. Yes, I was there. <laughs> yeah. After the fight, yes. you know what I picked up on? You were speaking about Ireland. After the fight, I got a clip I want to show you from Showtime pay-per-view. Check this out. Boxing is a hell of a sport. MMA is a hell of a sport. And I want to thank all the fans from Ireland and all the fans around the world that came to this event. 
Look, man, you out there, you've been banging 10 rounds. What made you think of the people like that? Because without the people, us as entertainers, as athletes, TV hosts, we wouldn't be who we are without them. You know, I just appreciate the fans. Yeah. Have you spoken to Connor since the fight at all? No, we haven't spoke since the fight. We had a beef and we settled our beef. One of my greatest lines, you were fighting against the ropes while I was sitting. Uh-huh. I said, knock his ass out over here, Floyd, so I can see it. Wow, <laughs> Steve. All right, y'all, so here's the deal. Whoa. Tune in today <laughs> for the rest of it. Yes. It's yeah. really good. Uh-huh. Tune in today. Check your local listings mm-hmm. for Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, no no V. I mean, yeah, writing Steve. and seeing Steve. famous people. Well, we uh, can't get no better than that, man. No. Now, listen, you want to see what Floyd had on. Oh, oh my goodness. I do, because I loved what he wore in the ring. So oh, yeah. that was fly. He was shiny, boy. Yes. Oh, no, he was clean, though. Yes, His daddy oh, was yes, fly. Yes, he was. Yeah. So you want to yeah, see man, he was clean. But hey, that only I, come in that size. Yeah. I'd love to get one of yeah, those, sure but they don't have them in the bigger size. I just wanted to ask you this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about Floyd, when he came out, I mean, I noticed how the audience went crazy. Now, were they prompted or was that no, genuine? No, they loved That was no, genuine? No. And let me tell you wow. something, man. That's when love. you see it today, mm-hmm. we, got to, we had to trim it down a little bit mm-hmm. because they were just on their feet so long. Really? So and that I leaned in, I told him, I said, real. hey, man, I said, man, they love you, boy. And this is unsolicited. And he sounded know. so humble, too. Oh, man, it was a great interview. You know what? Now, I'm going to put the whole interview after this online. Mm-hmm. He has another kind of money. Mm-hmm. Really? Do you know he's made over a billion dollars fighting? Wow. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And man, let me tell you something. He's spending it too. <laughs> yeah. He can, though. I mean, he has a brilliant acume for business. Acumen. I don't like acumen, Shirley. <laughs> I, you you like told me that's, that's the word. word though. I, I bought a cue, and I, mean, I don't like it. Uh, I, got I, got I thought it was great. When you don't have that much money, you yeah. say acume. Somebody with Kume money said it. I bought it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did a cum, I went with it. I mean, he got more money than us. Yeah, yeah. so he said a cum. He's more Good money for me. than everyone in Cumes this room sound like a put nice together. Club. Okay, but it sounds like he right, though. A cum do he sound like a, a strip club, like though, don't it? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. Uh-huh. You have great business acumen. Go ahead. You were saying, Steve. He's a great businessman. Uh-huh. And he surrounded himself with great business people. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. Do not worry about Floyd Money Mayweather being broke. Forget the rumors that he owed the government. Nah, man, this dude pays his tax. The dude behind him is brilliant. Mm. It's brilliant. And that that little dude got plenty of that money. He has that's plenty a, of that's it. That's a Harvard no. grad, I believe. Who? Mr. Um, Heyman? Yeah. I'm not allowed to comment on that. Um, <laughs> okay, well, he, you can't say he went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. <laughs> I don't, you can I'm say that. <laughs> All I know is I shook his hand. <laughs> Back to the, back to the group. Boy, I had Junior. <laughs> boy, 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 huh? I had Junior in a world he just was. I had Junior. He's still there. talking about. Oh, it. Let me tell y'all something. Junior was in deep water. You you have to finish the story uh, later, Steve, because we have to go to break. Don't forget to no watch problem. Steve today. Floyd Mayweather will be a special. Yeah. Junior acted after fight coming yes. up. Yeah. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. Miss Ann is here. She's been with us all morning, keeping us mm-hmm. abreast of what's going on in Florida. Uh, our prayers, our prayers and our thoughts are with you, uh, Florida. Please hang in there. Hang in there.
I mean, at some point, all you can do is pray. I mean, you've gotten with your family. You're into safe place right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we talk a lot about the rescue workers. Steve dedicated the show to them. But they have yeah. families, too. You know, yes. the rescue workers have to take care of their families as well. So our prayers and our thoughts are with you. And those of us who can donate, our money is with you, too. Our time is with you as volunteers. Whatever we can do, we're with you, Florida, on this. You can text the word IRMA to 90999, or you can go online and go to redcross.org to make a donation oh, and to find out how you can help. And we want to hear from you guys. Go to Steve Harvey FM. Check in with us. Let us know mm-hmm. you're okay. Communicate to your family and social media. We want to make sure that all of our listeners are okay, and we just want to hear from you, and, and we've been praying. All right, well, without further ado, we'll bring Miss Ann in now with our Hurricane Irma update. Hurricane Irma now moving north of Florida's Gulf Coast. It's now barely holding on to hurricane status. It's now been downgraded to a Category 1 storm as Irma winds its way north. Now Georgia Governor Nathan Deal has declared the state of emergency in the Peach State. All of Georgia's 159 counties, by the way, are now considered under a state of emergency, and the whole coastline of Georgia is under a mandatory evacuation. Also, as Irma moves on, she's left the streets of Miami looking like rivers. Tornadoes are now sighted on the Sunshine State's Atlantic coast. Things got so bad in Miami-Dade County and Tampa over the weekend, police were pulled off the streets because of the dangerous winds, and the worry was they might not be able to respond to calls for help. However, the Governor Rick Scott says folks can put that thought right out of their mind. Everyone's family matters. Every life matters. Please know that we will do anything and everything to protect and rescue every person. And we will spare no expense in doing it. This has been a special report on Hurricane Irma. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. Now, before we went to Miss Ann, uh, you were telling us about Junior... <laughs> At the fight, <laughs> Come I on, love Steve. how you're introducing, laugh, yeah, you're introducing Junior to balling now. We get it. We get it, Junior. <laughs> Go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> I took Junior. To, I gave him the whole experience. Okay. First of all, uh, can you just tell him that you let me fly on the private jet, too? Can you throw that in there? <laughs> start from the beginning. Yeah, start right there. out, Steve. <laughs> I was just going to start in Vegas. Oh, well, you just tell him I was on the private flight. First of all, the flight was scheduled to leave at noon. Uh-huh. I like to make mention I had been there since 10. Let me tell you something. <laughs> two hours ahead of time. Junior was there, too. I said, Junior, he thought why he was are you commercial. there? He said, Unc, ain't we got to be here an hour for the flight? I said, no, you don't, Junior. It's his plan. Junior, no, you don't. <laughs> I said, Junior, you don't, you, there's no security check, Junior. You ain't got to take your shoes off. You ain't got to put your stuff on the scanner. <laughs> none what? of that, Junior. <laughs> what? You ain't got to do none of that? <laughs> so Junior gets up on there. Uh-huh. So then we land. That's where it started. <laughs> well, it started before that. <laughs> on the plane the whole time, he just talking. <laughs> what was he talking about? The flight attendant. How yeah. long you been doing this? How long you been doing this? Huh? What is that perfume you wearing? <laughs> Junior, just come on, man. So it's a short flight. We wasn't, it wasn't but right. a 45-minute flight. Mm-hmm. So we land, and that's when I, you know, I've gotten, you know, accustomed to the way I travel. Uh-huh. Junior ain't. <laughs> Soon as we landed, all I heard was, oh, hell no. <laughs> So the MGM sends a couple of cars to get us. Okay. That was nice. Uh-uh. Nah. Nah. 
No, Shirley, that's not nice. This is balling. I look out the window, I just said, oh, hell no. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I look out the window, it's a Bentley out there with a Cadillac Escalade to pick wow. you up. Man, I be going down to Enterprise. <laughs> I got to climb in a Kia Soul. Well, they got a new Bentley out called the Mulsane. And they have an extended wheelbase on it. So they send they send one of them. And uh, they used to send Phantom. Phantoms was last year. They sent Phantoms. Mm-hmm. Or, or Ghost. But they sent one of those two out to get you. So they got the Bentley Mall set. Junior got in there and was just in there just touching. <laughs> Junior, if you don't quit pushing, buddy. What am I supposed to do? Junior, that Junior, just stop touching all the stuff well, in here. But why am I in here if I can't touch it? They got ice in here, Unc. Yeah. yeah. Where that ice come from, uh, Junior? It's a ice maker in the cup. These are all valid questions, sure. Where um, did the ice press come Press that button right there. Watch this here. Junior, I'd have seen this. I, I got it. Oh, he's don't showing you things the, in the car. Unc, look, Unc, who drinks is these back here? I said, Junior, if you want a drink, you can get a drink. I can drink this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell them we pulled up at the hotel. No, I'd rather you tell them. So we pull up at the hotel, which is not, and there are no signs. Junior lost his damn mind again. Yeah, because see, then, now we into place I didn't even know existed in Vegas, <laughs> first of all. And it ain't a whole lot of crowd up here. Ain't no line, right, nothing. Right, right. You ain't checking in. You're supposed to go straight in. Mm-hmm. They have a the lady with the drinks on it. You just take a drink and you They got to a lady it. over there with some drinks waiting on you. You're supposed to take uh-huh. a cool towel. We all over there getting the drinks and the towel. Ain't no damn junior. Where's he? Where's he? I'm at the back of the car trying to get trying my bag. Trying to get his I said, Junior, get your ass away. Junior, they got all that. Unk, I got to get my bag. Junior, you don't, Junior, they know who in this car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Now, see, me being a Marriott man, <laughs> I got to go back over there and tell them that one and that one. Yes. Them so two the man mine. is just looking at you <laughs> like, sir, we have it. Please enjoy your drink. <laughs> Mr. Calhoun so, came over there <clears throat> and said to me, Calhoun said, Junior, get your ignorant ass over here and get you a drink and follow Harvey. He talking to his teeth and quit embarrassing us. I said, am I really already? <laughs> no. Let me tell y'all something. All right. We'll be back, and we're going to cover more of Hurricane Irma when we come back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Did we know you and your wife Marjorie donated to Hurricane Harvey relief efforts? Uh, Beyonce, Janet Jackson, Kevin Hart, and Chris Paul were all in Houston this past weekend. Uh, Beyonce delivered an emotional speech to Hurricane Harvey evacuees on Friday at her home church in Houston, St. John's Church. Uh, This today is a celebration of survival, Beyonce said. She always comes through for her city. She represents. Um, (laughs) She is there for Houston. Take a listen to what she had to say. She was at her home church. This church is my home. I was maybe nine or ten years old the first time I sat there with my daughter sitting. And I sang my first solo here. And I just want to thank you for lifting my family up, for praying for me, and for being such an incredible example of what light and love is. And this today. 
today is a celebration of survival. Yeah. Y'all are my family. Houston is my home. And I thank God that y'all are safe, that your children are safe. The thing that really matters is your health and your children and your family. You got it. And I just want to say I love you. And I'm so, so thankful to God that I've been blessed so that I can bless other people. And I ask you guys to continue to do that for other people. Truer words have never been spoken. Your health, your family, your life. Uh, also on Friday, Janet Jackson arrived in Houston uh, to visit with Hurricane Harvey evacuees at the George R. Brown Convention Center. She sure did. Yeah. Janet uh, dedicated her concert at the Toyota Center on Saturday to the victims of Harvey. She will donate a portion of the proceeds uh, to the local flood relief efforts. Janet's post-baby body is looking real she's good. She's touring already. Yeah, Surely. Out, really. Yeah. Uh-huh, yes, let's hear it. Side, side note, my wife went to the show and said Janet Jackson, is she still got it and still off the chain. Oh, good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I love it. Took my damn Rolls Royce. You could have drove your own damn car. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. That's just mm-hmm. inside, though. That's interesting uh, right I now. Huh. I know. Hey, man, welcome to married life. <laughs> 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 yep. Should have took her own damn car. What Why? What else was she going to drive? To the concert. Why wouldn't you take a Rolls Royce yeah. sitting out there? Mm-hmm. It's just to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tommy, come on, man. Yeah, you, you know, if you had yes, two yes, of them, yes. you wouldn't have that problem. Wait, excuse you me. What'd you say, Junior? I guess he ain't hear me. Uh, I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for them to fire off on me. I said, Tommy. What'd he say? I missed it. Yeah, I said, Tommy, if you had two of them, you wouldn't have that problem. I'm not buying two of them, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Yeah, two of them would sound that problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That way your one you drive is still at home. <laughs> Big dog got like, how many you got, dog? Three or four? How many got three, four, what? Uh-uh. Phantoms and, and ghosts and stuff. We are not I doing mean, the haves have and have-nots right now. Let's just let's just stay on what you ain't. Well, you know what I was going to ask you? But Junior ask you said this. you needed another one. So I'm not buying drink. another one. <laughs> I want to ask you this, though. Have you have you seen Floyd's plane? Why does your why is your car better than your wife's car? <laughs> well, look at the time. We've got to go. Uh, um, <laughs> we're not gonna discuss it. Hey. I bought her the car she wanted. Nah, mm-hmm. she got a nice car. Okay, dog. Well, for but some reason, you went and bought the one you wanted, and she said, "Oh, I didn't know we were spending that much because her car don't cost much as yours." All right, we well, got to go. We we really do have you to start go. Start messing my household. <laughs> no, and we'll I'm be back. talking to you. I didn't say it out loud to her. We'll be back. Was right she hearing this? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, don't forget to tune in today to Steve's talk show, his brand new talk show, second week of the brand new show. It's simply called Steve. And to hmm. woo out the gate, you have a great guest today, Steve, the one and only Floyd Money Mayweather. Floyd yeah. Money Mayweather. He doesn't do a lot of talk shows, so this is pretty special right here, huh? Yeah. No, this is big. He hasn't done uh, anything since the fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's good. But this is your second week of the talk show. Yeah. Week two. You balling, how, how baby. How you feeling? How you, how you feel? You're in the I room? mean, you know what? Uh, look, you know, to be honest with you, you know, we got to get these numbers up. But we have also understand we haven't been getting numbers out of Florida because mm-hmm. nobody's yeah. sitting down watching enjoyable TV. There's no numbers out of southern uh, Texas, which is a huge market for us. And so, you know, we understand that. But every day the numbers are getting higher. So... 
that the business part of it is coming together. The creative part uh, is getting better and better every single day. Thank you. So I'm very, very happy with that. Well, excuse uh, me. You said the creative part. Was that a personal? Uh-huh. It's all of us. That's I'm, the way we're we're part of the team. I mean, it's the team. Yeah. Championship. Championship team. Championship, Championship, Championship team. Championship team over there. I just said thank you. I didn't mean I'm taking all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> he still got to go do the show. <laughs> He's still in front of the camera. <laughs> Be real. They don't know we back there. They don't. No, they have no idea. Because you move inward a lot over there. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And I think it become ritual that Uncle Steve like to come by and give us a really kind gesture. Oh, my God. Like, you think it's like a uh, uh, go team, go. It ain't none of that. It ain't none of it that. It's a very kind gesture he gives. <laughs> but it shocks the people who don't know. Who don't know. Oh, that's what he do all the time. Uh-huh. 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 Steve, you're awfully quiet right now. <laughs> I don't, you know, I've learned after the memo, I don't talk. Yeah. Like, so you don't so comment like, on the staff anymore? I ain't said a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. One of the coworkers said, is he upset with us? <laughs> I said, no, that means he love you. Okay, Junior, Junior, ain't nobody said that. Don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> Before you mess around, don't be a staff member. You don't want no No, you memo. know, uh, I, like a, a lot of the people are a lot, they're just surprised because a lot of people actually thought the memo was me. But what they didn't know was I really just wrote the memo for two people. Oh, you know? okay. And I joke with people, I talk to people all the time, you know, they just. So you have a new staff, a lot of new staff members. and so Oh, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. That person uh-huh. that took the memo to the press, the memo had been out for a year. Yeah. The, the person who took the it to the press reason. found mm-hmm. out he wasn't getting a job in L.A. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he took it over to the to the guy, Feeder. Oh. So he was bitter. He was bitter. Yeah. About it. That's what well, it was. Feeder's always been fair to me, so yeah. I couldn't say nothing, you know. But the guy took it over there and, and put the wrong angle on it to spin, like, this is how he treats his staff. Oh, man, get on out of here, dude. So naturally, the media is going to eat that up. No, no. They did? No. No. No, they ain't that up. They ate me up. That's a different type of chewing. <laughs> yeah, when the media eating something else up, it tastes different. <laughs> when they chewing on you, it's really different. <laughs> that, that's really disheartening sometimes, man. I'm sure it is, Steve. I'm sure it is. Uh, and we'll be back to wrap up the show with just one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, Hurricane Irma roared into Florida. The winds, the rains, the tornadoes. We are praying for our listeners down in Florida, in West Palm Beach, in Tampa, Fort Myers, and Jacksonville. Did I get them all, Carla? Surrounding areas. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. Tallahassee, we're uh-huh. on down there. There's a lot of, yeah. lot of cities, but yeah. yes, ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It really, really is. Now, what's the difference between... Um, well, Harvey and let's say Hurricane Irma now. Um, Harvey was a, a system that just stalled. So when you usually with a hurricane, it comes, you know, you see the wind, the yeah, rain, it hung and then, yeah. and then it, it moves on. Mm-hmm. You know, it does this, does its thing, and then it kind of moves on to the next area. Where Harvey just stalled over Houston, right. and that's like why we got. 
40 <laughs> inches of rain. That's why it was yeah. just unbelievable right. because it just exactly kept probably. raining. Yeah. And I, we're, yeah. what 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 we hope Irma does is it's still going to be destructive. Oh, yeah. It's still yeah. going to be devastating because right now it's the winds that right now, you know, was, look, it was a category four that hits. Yeah. You know? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So the thing we got to remember is this is very devastating and mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't linger. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully it, it, it will, as it moves up and just, it will eventually just, I mean, it will, but, you know, fizzle out. But, uh, you know, in Miami yesterday, wind gusts was up to 100 miles an hour in Miami yesterday and it hit. Yeah. And I mean, man, it's some devastation, man. There's some people out there loss of power, you know, yeah, a lot of flooding really- going on. So, you know, and it's been tough. And there's another one brewing behind Jose. Jose. Irma. And, you know, just hopefully, hopefully that one right there just, you know, dies out. But, man. Yeah. It's been it's tough been hurricane kind of season so far. Really, man. yes, it really has. Been tough, yes. tough, yes. tough run. Really has. <sighs> uh, so again, um, you know, if you want to help um, in any way you can, you can text the word Irma to nine zero nine nine nine. That's text the word Irma to nine zero nine nine nine. You can go to redcross.org, redcross.org, and donate. If you can't donate, you can volunteer. Uh, they need so much help. They need so much, but they have to wait till, you know, Irma does everything that she's going to do, and then the rescue workers will come in. And that's who you dedicated the show to this morning, Steve, when we first cracked the mics, uh, to the rescue workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we normally have fun in the morning, but we wanted to make sure we gave them some love out there because they do so many great things, you know. Yeah. So congratulations yeah, to yeah. everybody. That's what, no, thank you to everybody. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, can I also give this website out to you guys? YouCaring.com. You know, San Antonio Spurs player Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah. You know, he was born in the Virgin Islands, and he is doing a big fundraiser. He was raised in St. Croix, and he's doing a big fundraiser, too. He is sending a plane full of supplies and food and water. He is dedicated to help rebuild the Virgin Islands. And so you can go to YouCaring.com and make a donate to Tim Duncan's uh, Hurricane Irma relief efforts for the Caribbean, for the Virgin Islands. We have to take care of our neighbors there as well. You know, what we got to understand is the Keys, the Florida Keys is a part of us, you know. Mm -hmm. The Hurricane Irma really slammed the Key West Florida Keys. Mm -hmm. The reports in USA Today, everything is underwater. I mean everything. That's the headline. Everything is underwater. I mean, everything. They had 15-foot surges. You know, the Keys is really small, really narrow, man. Yeah, narrow. You know, it's one road in, one road out. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful down there when it's beautiful. But they took a tough one, man. Uh, It slammed into the Florida Keys on Sunday morning as a Mm -hmm. Category 4 storm down there, Uh, uprooting and snapping off trees, uh, flinging... Uh, waterfront, filling waterfront streets with uh, surging uh, seawater, knocking out power. And they're really concerned that Irma uh, 
sustained winds of 130 miles an hour yeah. down. Yeah. Can you can you hmm. believe I, it? I just can't. I, know. I can't imagine. And these reporters that are down there bringing us the news. I mean, how brave are they? They're like yes. in the midst of everything. But too. let me tell you the danger that they're concerned about. They're talking about these winds at 130 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That a series of like what they're calling low-lying sandbar islands that's falling off the southern tip of Florida. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. That it'll come and just wipe out so much of the Keys. Wow. That okay. was tough, man. And see, you know, you haven't heard from anybody down there because there's nobody down there. Oh, they got yeah. they, people left. Yeah, they evacuated. Yeah, because it's completely evacuated. underwater. Wow. And, you know, we're not, it hasn't affected us like it has them down there. I mean, uh, Carla, Tommy, and, of course, Junior are from Houston. But we're Mm -hmm. not down there, so we have a tendency sometimes to go through our daily lives. But, you know, while you're going through your daily lives, say a prayer. I mean, you know, if that's all you, just say a prayer for the people down in Florida. And we definitely know what they went through because we just went through it. Yeah, you guys We definitely. And and you're still rebuilding from Harvey. Yeah. You know, Harvey yeah. wasn't done before Irma came and, you know. But, yeah, just say a prayer. Do what you can do because this is very, very serious. Right. Donate what you can. Like you mm-hmm. said earlier with the donation, whatever your budget is, Steve. You know, we talked about celebrities giving back. But you got to do what you can and volunteer. Like J. Anthony mm-hmm. Brown said, if you can't afford to donate, volunteer your services. Yep. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a great weekend. Uh, it's Monday. It's Monday. She just got off the weekend. But we yes, have a great weekend. Well, I didn't pay. much you owe. <laughs> Never enjoy your weekend, Sam. Turn your volume up if you're with me, please. In the for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that any time I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight. 